The following podcast is a production of Commercial Investment Real Estate Magazine, the official publication of the CCIM Institute. For more on the latest trends, best practices, and continuing education in all areas of the industry, visit our website at ccm.com and sign up for our education e-newsletter. Support for Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast comes from Remax Commercial. Remax Commercial Global Network can help you adapt to changing markets, evolve with new technology, and maximize your investments across all property types. Go commercial with confidence. For more information, visit remaxcommercial.com. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. I'm Gina Florzak, Manager of Content Strategy and Publications with the CCM Institute. In this episode, I spoke with Faraz Chima, CCM, who's been with Coldwell Banker Commercial Realty since 2016, acting initially as an investment sales specialist and now the managing group principal. With over seven years experience as a financial analyst and six years as an asset manager, Faraz has a unique understanding of the investment side of commercial real estate. He's worked specifically within the retail and hospitality sectors in the Washington, D.C. and Baltimore, Maryland metropolitan areas, focusing on acquisitions, disposition, asset management, and property management before entering the commercial real estate brokerage industry. Frost, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Gina, for having me on the podcast. You have been so busy lately. Your business is booming. You're the incoming vice president of the CCM Mid-Atlantic Chapter, and now you receive this top 150 influencer award from CREI. Actually, I think you're number 45 out of that 150. Is that right? That is actually correct. Um, You know, surprisingly for somebody who's not active on any other social media platforms, this actually comes as a huge surprise. You know, it's an honor to be on the CREI LinkedIn influencer list. You know, all the connections I've made, you know, with calls from brokers around the country, people trying to pitch their prop tech tools, invitations to events. You know, I've even asked to be a social media influencer for other organizations. You know, this all kind of came as a surprise. So, you know, to be honest, I'm really shocked. But at the same time, too, this is kind of now my growth strategy of branding myself. So you got a lot going on. How do you do it? How do you manage all of this and still be so successful? Well, I think it comes down to time management, Gina. Um, You know, there's only so many hours in the day that you can accomplish everything. I have a pretty much a set routine where, you know, I wake up at 5 a.m. I'll do as many emails as I can because that's usually when it's most quiet during the day. I'll see my trainer at the gym at 7 by 9, 9.30, I've already worked out, I've ate, I've showered, and I start my day. Usually by 12, 1 o'clock, I'll try to squeeze in a meeting during lunch, and then I'll work out for the rest of my day until maybe around 6 o'clock where maybe I might be at a dinner meeting or a happy hour. And then, you know, for the rest of the day, everybody does need some downtime, and I'll still probably do some emails on my phone while I'm watching TV, But it all comes to utilization of your time and how much you can squeeze in during the day. Now, I will admit, you know, everybody thinks I eat, breathe, sleep, commercial real estate. But I do allocate one day during the weekend where I might sleep for easily, who knows, eight to 10 hours. That's a pretty jam-packed schedule there for us. (laughs) So got to go back to the CREI. 
2023 Top 150 LinkedIn Influencer Award. Can you talk about this and what it means to you and your business? So this actually kind of came as a shock. I was on LinkedIn for maybe three years now, uh, but I didn't really get active till January 2023. You know, funny story, my managing director and senior vice president at Gold Banker Commercial Affiliates, Dan Spiegel, you know, he would always bust my chops, you know, tell me like, Froz, you just did this massive lease in Frederick with this 40,000 square foot movie theater. Wow, a 40,000 square foot movie theater. Can you elaborate more on that story? Yeah, so, you know, this goes back to being a CCIM. I actually wouldn't have actually gotten this deal if it wasn't for one of the resources such as findaccim.com. So I was dealing with the landlord and he gave me a call out of the blue. And he said, hey, Faraz, I'm so-and-so. I actually have this project. And I saw on findaccim.com that you were a retail specialist. You know, now, again, this was early in my career. Retail now only makes about 20 to 30% of my business. Now I'm more of an office industrial with 70, 80% of those transactions. But at the time, I was still in retail. And, you know, sure enough, I met with the owner. We did a site visit. You know, and everybody was basically telling him at the other firms, like, look, you need to demolish this site. You need to start new. But he was a local doctor. He didn't have those funds like a syndication or a REIT might have. He says, look, I'm looking for the best solution for my property. And these are the restrictions. So surprisingly enough, I did a 300 page proposal, you know, and some of the resources I used was site to do business, especially their Esri tool. You know, don't get me wrong. I love CoStar, but there are certain things CoStar can't do that site to do business can. And one of the tools that I love is the drive time demographics. So we did an analysis of 15 minute drive time, 30 minute drive time and 45 minute drive time. And we determined what the demographics were like, what household income was like. And then we did a retail gap analysis, again, provided through Esri from site to do business to figure out what the best tenants would be. And sure enough, the analysis came back that this needed to be an entertainment venue. So we were competing against two other brokerages. Surprisingly enough, we won the assignment. Um, Then we were negotiating with this 40,000 square foot movie theater that the landlord was trying to do originally. They backed out. We're then at ICSC trying to get a new tenant, but then they decided to come in a few months later and renegotiated a much better deal for the landlord for about 10 years with some options. And that was a six-figure fee just from findaccim.com. So can you believe that? It's amazing what findaccim.com can do for uh, for you and all the members, really. So I was kind of peer pressured by Dan at the time, which Dan... You deserve credit for this because I would not be on LinkedIn if it wasn't for you. But, you know, I would post the just listed, just sold. And, you know, that people would give you the like or the reaction. At least they know you're active in the marketplace. But what I've noticed is people really care about seeing events and stories and information. And, And I'll give you an example. So where I noticed there was a real trend of people reacting to a post This goes back January 2023. This was about midweek where the CCIM Mid-Atlantic chapter and the CCIM Pennsylvania and New Jersey Delaware chapter was hosting their joint officer installation. This was the first time in Region 10 that they did a joint event. I was the gold sponsor for the event. 
And, you know, I post, everybody posted the event and, you know, the feed, if you were from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Virginia, DC, Maryland, even West Virginia, you would see on your feed this big event that we threw that was over 100 people at the joint officer installation. And I kind of noticed that, you know what, people want to see other commercial practitioners at events. They want to recap. People want to see, you know, the awards and honors. I've noticed that as the second trend. And I started kind of becoming more analytical with my posts where, you know, I have types of posts where I have awards and honors. I have events and their recaps. I have stories of, you know, things I've done in the past or things I've worked with my associates. I have informational posts where I might read an article and I might digest it back out to the public and give my take. And then, you know, we, I just mentioned, you know, the typical just listed, just sold posts. But, you know, what I'm trying to do now, you know, over the weekend is incorporate like more like a fun post or like a motivational post. You know, we're recording this session right now. And, you know, I posted something Sunday night at 6 p.m. And it was about, hey, you know, how does everybody work on their Sunday? You know, and I said, for me, it's about planning the attack for the rest of the week. You know, and I showed my six screens. I showed how uh, I work during the week before Monday through Friday starts. And I, I couldn't believe how many views I've gotten. I've gotten over 11,000 views in 16 hours and over 100 reactions. And it's already now my top three posts. And I've been active for now. January is... I would say now, like maybe 10 months. Wow. So you like to do storytelling. I like it too, because I feel connected more. Uh, that I feel people can connect more with me, with um, with what I'm saying, and they can relate. And what better way to do that than to tell a story, right? So in your storytelling, what sort of persona do you strive to build and influence your audience? I think that's a good question. I think I kind of come off as I eat, breathe, sleep, commercial real estate, you know, and, you know, I kind of joke when I say that, but I have a true passion for this industry. You know, I won't go into details, but, you know, I've had one of my partners kind of joke when he introduces me to other clients, you know, like Frost basically grew up in this industry and it's kind of true. I did grow up in this industry. I truly love it. Um, but you know, I have other hobbies too. Um, but I also try to incorporate commercial real estate with that. You know, like one thing I'm kind of thinking about where, you know, if, if you're an avid car collector, you know, usually no matter where you are in the market, usually Saturday or Sunday, they might throw a cars and coffee event. I'm thinking, Hey, you know, maybe I go out to a 6am to a cars and coffee event network. Who knows? You might meet an investor or a real estate practitioner, so I'm networking, I'm showing my fun, and I'm getting business at the same time. Fraz, you talked about how you've relatively just got started in social media. You use LinkedIn and you've managed to grow your followers exponentially over the course of less than a year. That's amazing. How does social media fit into your growth plan as you look toward the future? That's a good question, Gina. Uh, how I look at it is, you know, we're all in the field. You know, we let's say you're a broker and you're trying to pitch property, right? You know, we have property marketing. So we're trying to get the most views um, and trying to transact on the property. But how I look at it is this is brand awareness of yourself. 
and you want to let the market know who you are. Uh, there's actually a saying, you know, for all the people that are on LinkedIn, if you know who he is or he's not, Bob Knackle, you know, considered the greatest real estate broker, in my opinion, especially, you know, there, there's an argument, did he do 20 billion in sales? Did he do 21? Did he do 23, 24? The number is a little bit vague, but, you know, he has a saying, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I really, really took that to heart when he had this as one of his knackle nuggets. You know, if you follow him, he has these things called knackle nuggets. But the one thing that really hit me is, you know, Bob is this amazing broker. He's very involved in the CRE community. He gives his time back. He's considered the market expert. But the one thing that really struck out is he's willing to talk to anybody and he kind of reminds me of that's what the embodiment of a CCIM designee as well as the CCIM Institute. You know, he's a very ethical guy and he's just willing to help everybody out in the industry, even though he's so successful and he makes over 20 million net. And the one thing that he posted that made me a huge fan, and I actually have a quote of it right here. He wrote, I'm in the process of helping a younger guy that I really like and admire to get a job in real estate. He asked me, why am I going out of my way to help him? I said, because a lot of people went out of their way to help me in the past. And because you might be my boss someday. Then he writes, treat everybody like they might be your boss one day. And that really took the heart. You know, I've had mentors in the past, like my boss, Duff Rubin and Dee Merritt, who's also a CCIM, who introduced me to the organization when I first got started, you know, Maybe when I was seven months into brokerage, D. Merritt was the CBC Eastern Regional Director, and he would always talk about CCIM. And I looked into it, and surprisingly enough, you know, I didn't know at the time I qualified as a university fast track member uh, through my master's degree in uh, Johns Hopkins. But also I qualified as a cultural diversity education program scholar which you know helps out minorities in the industry to reduce the cost for CCIM expense. So I only had to take 103 ethics and negotiations. I already had the portfolio done as an asset manager, you know, and I sat in the exam and surprisingly enough, you know, I was a little nervous because I never took 101, 102 and 104. You know, I took the crash course that goes on for two days. And you know what? I passed, you know, D Merritt uh, was there. So was Ron Struthers, who was a CCIM, who sadly is no longer with us. They were my biggest supporters. And he always said, like, Froz, CCIM is going to change your life. And you know what? Back then, you know, you might think like, OK, he's just giving me encouragement. But how wrong I was, D was spot on. That's a great story for us. I really, I love to hear who's inspired you. Can you tell the listeners who you would like to inspire as you move forward? So anybody who's getting their start in commercial real estate, look, we've all been there. And, you know, I've had so many people message me on LinkedIn asking for a phone call. You know, I had one guy from um, Las Vegas. He's with another firm that got bought out. He's actually in the process of getting a CCIM, you know, and I was prepping him like, look, make sure you get everything done for your portfolio. It's not something you can do over a weekend and submit the portfolio graders check for certain things. So I made sure we walked him through that. I had another broker last week out of California. He needed guidance on where to start in commercial real estate. We talked about it. I've had even people like, you know, reached out to me. It's like, you know, what master's degree in real estate should I pursue or is it worth it? 
or should I go through my CCIM? And, you know, and I always tell people it always depends on your career. But I always tell everybody, and I kind of took this to heart again from Bob, make yourself available to everybody. You never know who, where people are going to land up. And I think, you know, is my way of giving back. Just be open and help anybody who's out in need. Being a CCAM means new doors and opportunities available, right? So how have you promoted yourself and the designation as you look to grow your business? That's a good question, Gina. Um, I'm sure you're, like you mentioned before, I'm currently the CCIM, uh, Mid-Atlantic Incoming Vice President. What people don't know is I'm also the vice chair for the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware chapter for university outreach, which is something very dear to my heart because I was a graduate student. And, you know, back then I didn't know about the program. So I want to make sure there's awareness for university members, even if you're not getting your master's, you know, you could be an undergraduate or whatnot to have that guidance in commercial real estate. You know, and I think it's important to be involved in the industry. You know, you can, yeah, you can do deals, but I think it's really key to be active in your industry like CCIM. You know, I've applied for some national boards, but I also make it very well known that I'm a CCIM in all my proposals. I always have a two page in the back. What is a CCIM? Why we're the best of the best? And I always encourage my associates, which really are my partners, to get the CCIM. You know, I have two people who apply for the Cultural Diversity Education Scholarship. I met with a broker at another company and I helped them out with the veterans programs we have to offer. You know, and I even have like one associate of mine, you know, I found out that they're going to sit for the ZAM. And, you know, there's there's a lot of awards and designations I've received. If you looked on my LinkedIn, which I kind of refer to as my living resume. Yeah, that's all great and everything. But I think the proudest moment is when you help somebody who was never in commercial real estate before. And now you have that badge of honor, like the CCIM designation. I personally think that is my proudest achievement when I see somebody that I helped get to that point. Thank you for that. I love that. I have one more question for you, Fraz. Uh, what is a piece of advice you can give to others looking to grow their business on social media? Biggest advice I have is be yourself. You know, don't don't be political. Don't have agendas. N- nobody wants to hear that on LinkedIn. Um, make sure you tie in your profession with whatever you post. You know, sure, the weekend you can have some fun posts, but you know, again, I refer to this as your living resume and, you know, whatever you might post, you know, somebody could screenshot it, it could never go away. So remember that this is, might be archived forever. Again, Dan Spiegel, he would tell me, you know, whenever I am looking to hire somebody, the first thing I'll look at is their LinkedIn. Because again, I think that is the living resume. And look, being engaged in the community, there's actually a big commercial real estate community on LinkedIn. You have to engage you have to have a cadence of posting. You know, I'll just give you an example. Before January, when I didn't really post, and I have some stats for you. Last 12 months from today, I have about 369,229 views on my posts in general. The 12 months prior was only 3,369 views. I basically get that in a day and I'll give you the stats, you know, like for the last 365 days, I've gotten about 1,012 views in 90 days. It was 
2,392 views in 28 days. It was 3,947. In the last 14 days, 4,779. And then the last seven days from this week, 4,878. It's all about having that cadence to make sure you, you post something at least, you know, at first it might be posting three times a week. Then it might be posting five times a week. Then it might be posting multiple times a week. But, you know, be active in the community, post with insight, just don't post for the sake of posting. That's 100% true. You have to have a strategy, right? Content strategy as you think about what you're going to post, how often, and uh, and what your message is across your channels. So, Faraz, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you telling your story and uh, for you uh, giving your perspective on your journey as a CCIM. Appreciate your time and best of luck to you in the future. Thank you, Gina. And to all the listeners on the podcast, if you want to reach out, feel free to direct message me on LinkedIn or go through my contact info and shoot me an email. Thanks again, Fraz. Thanks for listening to this episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. Head to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Join us next month for a new episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast featuring another leading figure in the world of commercial real estate.